<laughs> Hello, everyone. We're just warming up for our next conversations around finding the middle voice. My name is May Vu Coach, and I am with a dear friend. Her name is M. M. Cher Dao, her wholeness coach. I specialize in relationship, helping you. Uh, build a fabulous relationship that you are loved, adored, and cherished wherever you go in the world. And I enrolled my friend M into this series of conversation because we found that I believe that this is a very important practice: is how do we learn to speak to each other when we are on complete opposite side. Of perspective around a few of the things that is important in our world right now, like vaccination, uh, mask. Uh, oh my God! This and, and, and from there it it opened up to a whole a whole a whole new world. And M and I, this is our third conversation. Uh, The first one, we were just even starting to talk about, you know, uh, the the healing uh, <laughs> between how to cure ourselves once you get COVID, like Regeneron versus Ivermectin and that kind of natural holistic self. And then the second conversation we had, we barely touched, which was this whole rise of Nazism and. Um, uh, So much, so much there. <laughs> And today, today we're we're looking at the pain that both sides have. We, you and me, have lived through, continue to live through. The um, as I think about this, I I have a running argument <laughs> with my mother in my head <laughs> yeah. um, uh, around a few things. Um, so, so, so that's my doorway to accessing my pain of what it's been like in our divisive world. And so, M and I are not trying to convince each other <laughs> because we admit that we can't convince each other uh, on our perspective, but we can only practice being at the table together. And learning to listen and learning to understand where the other person is coming from, and what I've learned as I've been engaging this with you, and is that we actually have we are developing a middle voice. I'm calling it the middle voice, um, because there's a a common ground in here that is starting to emerge for me, so I can see. Uh, and and I'm developing language, words, expression to talk and to find this middle ground. And I believe that this is an important practice that we all need to do with each other if we're going to save our country. <laughs> so for me, it's much bigger than just uh, being right about how I see things. Um, but for me, it's about finding a way. To create a healing conversation, healing relationships, so that we can continue to be a United State of America versus a divided State of America. So that's what's in it for me. How about you, Em? Well, I think that's that's a place where we have a middle ground because me too. Yeah. Say more. Um, this conversation to me is really important because I'm dealing with. Um, a similar thing is to what I heard you say about hearing the voice of your mother in your head, and I too am hearing the voice of my mother in my head, and all the things that she said to me, and all the things she hasn't said to me, and um, the judgments of my choices, mm. and her trying to find the find a middle ground of acceptance, and yet. It doesn't feel like it doesn't actually feel like it. So at least here we have a place where it can feel like it, and we can practice what it feels like as well as how do we speak, how do we communicate in ways that 
each of us can be heard and validated where we are. Yep. Despite all the noises in my head. <laughs> but you're wrong! No. <laughs> and I think, I believe that it's an important, an important process to identify what's going on inside my own head as I'm listening to you or anyone else and tending to that so that I can find that middle ground, that respect, really. In this middle ground, in this middle voice, there's uh, respect for the other person. And it's so important. So let's let's go deeper. Um, what's it been like? What, what, ah, I, so one is respect and the other one is a really important skill called asking the other person, like listening to the other person, right? So let's start, Em. What's it been like for you to live through this last two years or right um believing what you believe listening and reading what you have been listening and reading to uh and then having to take a stand for uh, what is your stand i don't want to assume I was actually uh writing a little bit about this last night and actually doing another um uh another um video about my beliefs around what is liberty so i'm coming back to the constitution and life liberty and the pursuit of happiness and what does liberty mean we know what life means we know what the pursuit of happiness means but what does liberty actually mean and liberty actually is equated to freedom and so I looked it up in the dictionary and I think the thing that's upsetting me more than anything in the world is that I feel as though liberties are being infringed upon, our freedoms as individuals and being told what to do by family, communities, jobs, the government. So I think that's my, my biggest uh, point of contention like you get to believe what you want to believe and I honor you there. And I get to believe what I want to want and believe, want and need to believe. And I want to honor me there and be honored here. And so I think that for me is the biggest point of contention. Yeah. So this is the biggest pain. And I think, I think this is where it gets so crazy is that we want the same thing you want freedom and liberty and i want freedom and liberty and between the two of us i even got on a freaking boat when i was 12 years old crossed the fucking pacific ocean almost died so that i can achieve the freedom that america has so if there's one person that really care about liberty and have lived it over and over and over again since then i left i left my country I left my corporate America job. I even left my marriage to find my own personal liberty. So I know what you you stand for and fight for. I do too, right? So this is where it's so crazy. It's like the middle voice, the middle ground is we both want this, but then the interpretation is so opposite. And it's just like, oh my god how did we how can two people want this is like a bad marriage how could two people want the same thing and end up fighting which is so painful so to me that's one of the pain is we want the same thing and yet your perspective and my perspective of what is happening are so complete opposite so then we end up rifting apart instead of instead of finding that commonality, finding that union between us. Well, I think that's, so what, how, we're, I think that's yeah. what we're here to do. And I'm curious um, what your perspective is that's so vastly different than mine. Yeah, so I, I stand for liberty too. And, and part of liberty and freedom is that I am at choice to put my mask on or not, 
but I choose to put it on to protect myself and to stop this pandemic from going. I choose to get vaccinated, not because I'm 100% crazy about it. I really am not 100% crazy about it. But I've seen enough and I hear enough that 60%, I'm going to give it a really low number, 60% truth that, that vaccination help reduce the infection rate and help get rid of it. Therefore, I subject myself, I freely subject myself to be vaccinated if I could help, if I could be a part of that. So that to me is how I use my freedom. And so that's where it's opposite is that because I'm free, that's why I chose to put a mask on and that's why I chose to, to get vaccinated. And for you, it's like, what's your, what, what's your stand? Because you're free, therefore you won't. Well, um, I'm free and in my freedom of choice, I think back to my great grandfather who had a ready to wear dress factory who had maids and a Mercedes in the thirties and who opted to walk away from all of that to come to America to flee Nazi Germany. Yep. So he made a choice that was against the mainstream at that time. And I feel like, um, I feel like my stand is aligned with his stand. And obviously he's not here to have that discussion. And I feel like there's not enough research. Um, I'm hearing all sort of mi mixed things about the vaccine. Yes, it helps in some instances. And I'm also hearing that um, many, many people that are in the hospitals with COVID actually have been vaccinated in places like Israel where the majority of the people have been vaccinated. Also the majority of the people in the hospitals with COVID are also vaccinated. So it hasn't prevented them from going to the hospital. So, and then, and then there's the whole other thing about graphene oxide and um, mRNA and things that change our, bio our biology. So those are questions. And because they're questions and I don't have clear answers, I'm unwilling to do this thing. And yeah. is, it, is it right or is it wrong? I don't know. Yes, I absolutely want to help society and my people. We're aligned there. And my approach is vastly different. Yeah. And, and I like I said, I, I, I totally get where you're from because I, I do get that that what I do get and I, I, I have lived in this world that, that, that you're in, which is, you know, the whole point of speaking up for you is to um, to really protect our health, to find healthier, less invasive, less intrusive, less damaging uh, alternative to living a healthy life. <laughs> That's what's so crazy, right? Yes. It's like, I totally get where you're yes. from. And, and I have been in that place too. I, and, you know, I mean, like, my partner and I, we have been trying to heal his prostate cancer for the last three years and the journey continue. And in the first two years, we were determined to do it the healthy ways. We had every, you know, we didn't take the things that insurance paid for because we were bought into this belief that a medical industry destroy your body is not really for you, but for for profit. And so we we wanted to heal it with holistic food. We want to heal it with holistic treatments. Um, we drove <laughs> to, we flew to Vietnam, we drove to San Diego. I mean, like we really did the healthy route. We had vitamin infusion, uh, 
Greek biological test that you know like everything that you yes. could name we did it we spent close to two hundred thousand dollars to try to heal his prostate cancer and you know what i found out well it does make you your body healthier in some sense but it does not cure cancer and um and it's an industry that is very expensive and it's about the money the health and holistic industry is just as um profit oriented as the other side it's just that one is thinking from the other of the money meanwhile we're the patient that we're in the middle of this thing and so so i i can stand in the middle ground very clearly because i get that holistic healing is not a hundred percent either and i get that western healing is not a hundred percent either that's why i can hold both and said yeah okay my job then is to get vaccinated sit on this side and to eat really healthy on the other side and you know exercise put really nutritious food watch out for sugar latent food oh my god that's just like the hardest thing so for me that's that's how i find peace and um and find the middle ground to hold both sides and and i totally hear you about you feeling pressure by society to be vaccinated to 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 have to do it our ways or your way is wrong and I'm trying to make, I'm trying to understand that because, because there's a, 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 there's a difference. There's a very subtle difference. Like I hear the, the, the seatbelt conversation get compared to this, right? We've, we've driven enough that to know that when you're in the car, you should put on a seatbelt. It actually saved your life. Does it do it 100% of them? No. Does it protect you from dying? Absolutely not. But has it helped a lot of people from injury that they didn't have? Yes, Absolutely. it has. Or so that's good enough, right? right? And so it became a law. And when they passed that law, there was a lot of people who said, don't infringe upon my right. I get the right to. It's true. If that's the case and you are in an accident and you didn't have a seatbelt on we don't have to go and help and 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 take care of you because you chose to just fling yourself around that's not the case we have to use resources to help heal you in the car accident the same thing with this vaccine stuff it's like i know it's not a hundred percent truth on either side i totally get that and i do know that it's beyond America. This is a world problem. This is a pandemic. And I've been following Vietnam, watching them, and they went through the third round horribly. The first couple rounds, they shut down, put masks on everyone, locked everyone in the house. There's no way in hell we could do that in this country. That is losing your freedom. But they are willing to give that up so that they can so that they can together end the pandemic. In this country, we refuse to do that. We refuse to to everybody to really sit at home and, and isolate ourselves. We still go out there and keep generating germs and keep passing it on and keep mutating. So liberty, is a funny thing right and it goes all the way to liberty to burn the flag that's huge the ability to burn the flag is huge and i know a lot of people who are into liberty get really upset if somebody burned the flag because they think that is non-patriotic and i'm just like no you missed the point that's what liberty is so it's such a just it's so complicated it in is. this in this understanding and how we exercise our right to be free you are correct and i 
wholeheartedly agree with you and I appreciate your stand and your middle ground. Um, I actually feel like you're in a really beautiful place with it. And um, I still feel torn, frankly. Yeah. I feel, um, I mean, I have many, many friends who are stand, I'm not doing the vaccine, I'm not doing the thing, and then they've done it. And I have one of my close friends and she said, I did it and I feel so much better. And for her, her feel better was around the family pressures and she no longer has the family pressures. So I know for me, if I, if I did it, the family pressures would be gone and I would have a battle inside of myself because there's no part of me that wants this thing except the part to pacify family and a piece of society too. So if I do the, if I do it, then I'm going to have to live with, I've now gone against what I know to be true inside of me and what I've learned about listening to myself as a practice, learning to listen from the inside out. Um, when everything aligns, it's a clean, clear yes, and I can move mm -hmm. forward. And if there's any hesitation at all, it's a no. I'm still in that place where there's hesitation and it's a no. So I, if I do it, then I'm going against that. And that's what I know to be true as my compass. So yeah. how, do I, how do I find peace in myself if I go against that thing that I know to be true that I've learned is my truth and my guide my guide you know my map through life yeah. so that's that's the place that I, I stand and there is a huge amount of pain if we talk about the pain it's like I don't want to be in battle with my family that's the last thing I want I moved to Denver because the majority of my family is here and now there's conflict and I'm the one creating the conflict in the family by my choice. Cause I'm the only one in the family that's not vaccinated. And so I have one other daughter who's not vaccinated, but she lives in Seattle. So she's not here in Denver with us. So it's um, in this part of my family. Yeah. I'm definitely the black sheep and the one causing the, the pain. And I hate that. And I don't, I don't know how to balance that with that thing inside me. And it's uncomfortable. Yeah, I so get. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> as a human being, an animal being on this planet, the worst thing, the biggest fear that we have is to be isolated to be the one that is cast out to be the one that doesn't belong into the group it's survival it's emotional you know like it's physical safety danger and it's emotional safety danger right so so i totally get how painful that is for you to be the one that causes conflict in the family to be the one that is so different than family and to be the one that that is learning how to work with your own system and you you're at this place of knowing that hey if it's not a hundred percent in alignment I can't go forward because it's it causes internal conflict for for you yeah. so um, so damn if you do and damn if you don't Kind of thing. And no one thank you for for taking a stand. No one is curious of why you take a stand. They're only listening just enough so that they can tell you that you're wrong. <laughs> right? And so you're invalidated and unseen and unappreciated for what you deeply, carefully study and 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 come to your own conclusion of whatever it is that however you see it. Thank you for seeing me is what I yeah. can say. 
and hearing me and being here with me and accepting me in this place of conflict, this yeah. place of juxtaposition and how do we navigate this thing? I mean, what is a, if, I think if we break it down to the basic um, belief, but then it, this gets messy too. So I'll preface it with that. Um, if we break it down to basic beliefs, if you believe the sky is purple, you believe the sky is purple, and I can't change your mind no matter what I say or do. Yeah. And, and, and I don't have to even know why. Here's the part that gets sticky for me with my family in particular. They want to know the why I believe a certain way. And the fact is, it doesn't matter why you believe the sky is purple or I believe what I believe because it's my belief. It's what feels right in my system. And that's where, I think that's where I get super caught up. It's like, I don't have to explain my belief. It's just what's so. And yeah, I mean, I think I think the the differentiation comes from people who are living in their head and people who are living or doing their best to live more and more in alignment. And I think there's a I think there's a conflict with that. Uh, <laughs> it's what you're saying sounds so simple to accept and then and then it's so complex it's so because when i'm listening to you what flash up is um stories of cult after cult people who enter a cult and they believe what they believe and they found nirvana hey that's the thing. They found nirvana and happiness. And at some point in that journey, what they found is so much better than what regular people live every day. So what's wrong with that, right? And then, but then somehow, cold after cold, at the end of the story, it always end up in tragedy because there's some truth that comes out. And at some, at some, during the journey of us discovering and you discovering and believe what you believe, me believe what, I, we're happy, <laughs> and we discover something, a new world that makes you really, you feel love, you access so much more, you see the possibility of humankind and all that stuff, and then later on, these cults that had happened they end up discovering that oh it's been manipulated in the back and i'm not saying that on the outside world it's not being manipulated either right so that's what's so crazy about this whole conversation and that's why i think there's a middle ground here is that both worlds are being manipulated yes both world um have consequences the both world have terrible consequences and so um <laughs> it's it's hard it's hard for the the family we'll call it the family of the cult people on the outside going come back come back you're down the wrong road no i'm not i'm happy see i'm really happy here leave me alone and then later on, they end up drinking poison or whatever, or they escape out of there and go back and going, wow, that was a cold. I didn't realize that. I don't know. I hope. So that's that's where it gets complex. It does. It really yeah. does. And the, the point that you made that there's manipulation everywhere is is a point that we can both absolutely agree upon. And that's why I said the only thing that I have in this quagmire of we don't know what's true and what's not is that innermost alignment. And that's where I find my biggest angst because with, with misinformation and true information all mixed up in here and there and everywhere, we don't know what's true. 
or do to we? To a certain point. Do we? Like, how do we know? I mean, we have people from very prestigious um, medical institutions speaking on both sides. You know, I've heard people from Mayo Clinic talk one way, and I've heard people from other people from Mayo Clinic talk exactly the opposite way around what this vaccine is and what we need to do. So I've heard both sides from the exact same reputable institution. So, so with that, how do I know what's true for me? Well, I would love to see that, actually. I would love to see both sides that you have discovered. So that way I can educate myself on that. Um, and, and I think I think you and I have been starting to do this in the background uh, before we bring it. And I, I would like to like bring that to, to the conversation in the future. You know, I'd love to see what you've been watching and what I've been watching. I'd love to like talk about it, to dissect it in these conversations so that we can find our truth rather than what's being fed to us. That would be really awesome uh to do in in future episodes uh for now i i i i i saw a different possibility just now and it really moved me when you were talking about how you're standing there un unvaccinated right technically from our perspective it would be would that would mean you are not protected you are unvaccinated that would mean you're not protected and right now the current anger and frustration and really really big anger <laughs> is that and and i think there's a belief here that people who are unvaccinated continue to pass on the virus from that perspective then the people who are unvaccinated are seen as selfish evil uh continue this pandemic stupid blah 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 i mean the judgment is amazing huge yeah and what i just saw Ah, oh, somewhere inside me was this other possibility. I'm afraid to even say it because I can just hear the public going, "That's stupid." <laughs> but what happens if those who choose to to be vaccinated stand around those who choose not to be vaccinated and love them and protect them and help them stay safe? Well, is that a, a possibility bold, in the world, you know? It's a bold and beautiful statement, and I appreciate that. Thank you. I'm deeply That's touched. really scary to say that because I'm I'm like, oh, what does that mean? Am I just full of shit? Am I just stupid? I don't understand science. We have to wipe you people out in order for us to be safe. That's what's that's what it feels like. If we distill it down to it, it's like you're the problem you're the one that keep listening to these things you won't listen to facts <laughs> i'm i'm just channel all these things that you know like has been clogged inside me right and and all it does is it's just create more conspiracy more more um more separation more and then it makes both sides more stubborn in our point of view. Yeah. And there's a piece that you didn't mention about um, people who have been vaccinated that get exposed to the virus and are now transmitting it with no signs. So that really puts me more at risk and those of us that are vaccinated because they're carrying the virus and don't even know it they feel fine. Well, everyone is carrying the virus and we don't know it. Right. Right? Supposedly, because of your strong immune system, you may be carrying it, but you're not sick by it because your system can fight it. So I don't know if you're carrying it. True. Supposedly, because I'm vaccinated, I'm stronger. 
So I can carry it, but I don't even get sick by it because so neither one of us know. Sure. So I think that's I think that's underneath here is we don't know and it's fearful and it's scary. And so when we are afraid and it's fearful, we need to find someone to blame to make us feel better. We want an an answer to why this is happening. And there is no answer. That's the paradox that we are living in in this world. So I think I think maybe if we both dial back a little bit and find a different ways of I don't know. I I know that when I'm on these conversation with you, I can kind of see the emergence of the middle ground and I can access this part of acceptance. And I know that when I hang up on this, I think about it and I'm like, no, I missed that point. No, I should have gotten it then. Get that point. And, you know, and, and that whole thing goes off in my head. And I'm just kind of like, well, am I just too chicken to say it on the call? So that's why I'm not saying it. Or am I just you know, like there's there's a real conundrum. And then I, I read the comments like, well, she's full of shit. She's not understanding data and all that stuff. And I'm like, I know, I know that that way of talking is not going to be helpful at all. But there's just a, a natural reaction that wants to get in and fight instead of want to get in and hold the middle ground and see that there is there is some stuff here that we can use that we can create something better with each other. Well, I'm appreciative of the stand that you're taking for that and your skill both, because mm -hmm. I don't feel quite as skillful in the middle ground as what you're demonstrating. So I'm not skillful. I don't feel skillful at all. I, that's why I keep speaking out my process um, because it's really, weird it's kind of like i'm like i'm here and i feel really good because i'm committed to finding the middle ground but the minute i let go of this conversation and i go on to my own brain i'm so committed to being right <laughs> and um, but i'm also committed to looking for the middle ground so that's why i'm i'm having ping-ponging conversations in my head and i Anyway, enough for today. Um, thank you for sharing your pain of what it's like to be you and what's it like to be me in this world. It is painful. Uh, it's fearful and it's painful. It's painful that I feel like we can't seem to get up. We can't seem to convince the other person no matter how much data we have. I think that's one pain that we both experience. Like, I'm sure you have a whole, you know, list of things that I could watch that would should convince me, whatever. And then you, the same for me. So that's painful. And then it's painful to feel isolated and to be so confused in how we should be around each other because of this. And the constant fear that you have to carry our fear got projected onto you for being unvaccinated. That's painful for you. Um, and then you're, you're carrying our fear. Oh, you're carrying a pain for us. You're like going, something's wrong here with the medical industry. You guys should pay attention. And we're like, la, la, la. I don't see it. I think it's fine. Can I have a booster shot? And you guys are like, no, it's going to kill you. And we're like, no, it's not. Look, it's actually making me stronger. So that's really super painful. <laughs> it's like <laughs> crazy. Ugh, what are the pain? Family isolation? Yeah, family isolation. And the basic pain of people that have actually lost their life due to this. We haven't even addressed that. Less. So people who actually lost their life from this. Yeah. What do you, what, what, how do you guys reconcile that? How do you make people, how do you understand that? How do I understand that? That's, that's, I mean, my data is different than your data is what I can right. say. That's why I asked, how do you understand yeah. that? Because I know from us, it's like, 
well, how many people now? 700,000? I don't know. I forget. Anyway, um, died because one, they didn't get vaccinated early enough or it, we didn't have the vaccine and, and or they choose not to be vaccinated. So that's and, and the kind of like the bottom line. Then there's yeah. the underlying conditions and the false documentation where they they're they say you know they've told the doctors to write everything up as a COVID death, even if they had a heart attack or got in a car accident or you know all kinds of other things. And whether that's true or not, again, it's questionable. So people have lost lives, and losing lives is scary. And we have the vaccine that's causing people to have side effects that are never ending or apparently never ending. We don't know yet because it's too new to see. And that's something that's not talked about much, but certainly a pain for those that are affected and a fear for those who don't want to go down that road. Right. The side effects. We don't. What are the side effects? Well, it depends. It depends who and where. I mean, I don't feel super fearful. Um, no, no. Wait. Personally, I think what's important about these conversations is we have to finish through our thoughts. So, if you okay. put out, there are side effects that people yes. have to suffer for a lifetime from this vaccine. What are they? So we've seen people that have like this shaky kind of thing where they can hardly walk and move and they're doing this barely like all kinds of I, i've seen numerous but how people. how many people have developed that i don't know the exact numbers um i am not good with keeping track of the data honestly that is not my forte so i'll read things and i'll make an opinion and that's what i store not the data so I'm not the best person for that. I'll, I'll be completely frank and honest about that. But that's actually a me too, <laughs> and that's actually a dangerous thing because I I have seen one of those video of this woman sitting there shaking and talking. I saw that. Now, how that's one person. I don't know if it's real or if it's made up also but it's very memorable as you can see i recall that right it's very memorable so somebody who could generate conspiracy theory which there are people who are generating conspiracy theory that are unreal say that put it out there and then you go and repeat that and now we think hundreds of thousands of people are having the shake but there's maybe one or none so that's why i'm asking and maybe there's one? dozens or hundreds. I don't know. Are there? Well, see, that's the thing. I don't know if that's true, but that's what's being passed on. Well, and that is dangerous. It, it is. I, I'm in agreement with you on that. And the other one that I'm hearing that's a scary side effect is um, particularly for young men where it's affecting their hearts and they're having heart attacks and so many of them are dying. So who knows? Again, how many people have we vaccinated out there? And how many people have, is it a hundred out of a few millions? And what, so right with, with right, medical and with, with, For sure. with stuff like this, it's the ratio that counts. And yes, you know, sometimes six people out of millions and millions is a lot of people we need to stop and look at this. Absolutely. But again, it's one of those things where what I see is people who are afraid of the vaccine are saying in general terms, uh, oh, well, I'm afraid of the, the side effects, or blah, and then I'm like, well, wait a minute. Is, how is that taken in relation to the whole world being vaccinated? And is that really a big thing or is that unique to that body? and that reaction. So I'm kind of like, well, again, we're living in a world that 60% truth is truth. So 
I that's kind of that's where you and I differ. Well, I, I totally hear and respect that. And I'm with you. And I also know my body. I'm like the canary in the mine. And so if there's mold someplace, I smell it and maybe nobody else in the room does. And so I have a sensitive system. And so is this something that's actually in alignment for me? What if that ends up being me and everyone else told me you should do that? Then what? Right. You know, and I'm not really scared of those things. More is I'm still in question. I haven't gotten that clear yes in my system. It's not from a fear place. It's more like an I don't know place. Yep. And, and I'd be happy to admit if I was really fearful and feeling scared about things, but I'm not. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I know that one of the frustration out there to that answer is, well, what do you need to see to feel like you know? And are you willing to see the other, the data, or are you going to continue to debut it? Like, I'm right. right. So, I, I, and I might. that's the thing, like, back to your original thing. But if I choose to believe that the sky is purple, that's my right. So then it's kind of like, well, if you choose to keep walking down that path and the sky is not purple, but you think that you believe it's purple and it makes you happier that it's purple. Well, you live in an alternate world, not in this world that we all live in. So that's, that's actually true too. So it's kind of like, Oh, okay, well, how do we how do we make rules? How do we govern a society when there are a lot of people who want to live in an alternative world? So that's a complicated way. And it, it is. And what if what if it's not that we want people to live or people want to live in an alternate reality, but they simply do? And what if because there's almost eight billion people on the planet, there's eight billion alternate realities? And maybe some of them meet and there are common beliefs, but what if we're really living in our own unique realities? And well, how, I, how I do we totally go? respect that, right? We all each live in, and I like that point, we do all live in alternate, our own reality. And at some point, as a society, as a country, as a government, you do have to make rules. You do have to... And as I compare our government to other governments in this world who deal with this pandemic, we are nowhere near taking away people's liberty. <laughs> I know there's much more uh, evidence, real evidence, truthful. You know, you can go, if you don't like, get on a plane and go there and see how, for yourself. Now, well, you, can't, you probably can't get into Australia because of the restrictions that they have there well they I mean, actually just opened up some, well they did some, okay it's for the u.s to travel but like i said you know i study vietnam because i am vietnamese and i do have a lot of friends that live in vietnam or that live here all the stuff and dude what they have to go through to wipe out this last round of pandemic was rough really rough like we are nowhere near that and for us to stand up and say you're taking my liberty away I disagree with that. I completely disagree. That is really us going cuckoo in our head. Well, maybe you need to share a little more with me so that I'm not as cuckoo in my head. I don't know. I hope not. <laughs> friends don't let friends go cuckoo. You can have your alternate reality, but I have to say, no, darling. You you want to know what liberty being taken away looks like let me show you let's go to like nicaragua let's go to china let's go to really places like that that then you'll go oh yeah no this is great i like it i'll put on a mask now thank you anyway enough for today thank you so much for going for another ride with me on this one um i do let's so for the next one let's talk about um Let's look at some of those articles that we've been sharing with each other. Uh, the the one that I share with you, The Guardian, about how how 
how the conspiracy um, really hit the wholeness, the wholeness industry. That to me was such a like, yeah, I totally see that uh, happening. So I would love to talk about that with you. How about you? What would you like to talk about? I would love to dissect some video or something that you've been sharing with me too. Well, let me figure out which one. Okay. I would like to, um, yeah, I would like to do a little bit of research. I don't have a ton of time um, right now to do a lot of that. So I want to read, review the one that you sent. And if I can find the two opposing Mayo Clinic ones, I would like to do that. Okay, that I'm not right. sure if I can find it. So that'll be okay. my homework for this week. Let's see what Rainbow wrote. Hi, Rainbow. Rainbow is actually very similar to you. She has not been vaccinated, and but she just recently got vaccinated. Um, so let's see. I felt like her too, be around being extra sensitive and wanting to get my clear yes without pressure from others, especially since I kept my exposure level alert low. The thing that got me finally to get vaccinated was to see more scientific research, have trusted science and medical friends debunk the anti-vax argument, and really look at the extensive data ratio compared to the few stories of side effects of friends, friends and friends of friends that are louder in my ears. I already had to look at my rebel part that doesn't <laughs> rebel for a cause, <laughs> and also had to look at uh, I guess she's not done writing. But anyway, thank you, Rainbow, for sharing. Rainbow was very much like you. Her family isolated her. Her family was very angry with her for not getting vaccinated. And she um, uh, didn't feel right. And so she, but finally, I don't know what what pushed her over, but she did get vaccinated. and. And then I think she got a little sick on the second round, um, but the first round was okay. And she lives to tell <laughs> the story continue. Uh, it's not easy. So I I honor I honor both sides. And enough for today. I have to run me to too. another meeting. Me too. I thank you so much for being here with me and Rainbow for jumping in and sharing your um, your your experience with us. No major side effects. Live to tell, indeed. Yay. Oh, yay. <laughs> and she has a sensitive system, um, very sensitive system, actually. Anyway, uh, to be continued, I'll see you next week. Same time, Thank same you, bat man. channel. Thank you, everyone, for watching and for sharing and commenting. I really appreciate you getting into this uh, middle ground with us. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.